Yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. A very <laughs> Merry Christmas and a... Oh, I hope everyone woke up with beautiful gifts under their tree. And if you didn't, the spirit of the Lord is with you anyway. So Merry Christmas. Glory. Merry Christmas. Okay. Mm -hmm. Christmas, Welcome to the Greater Me Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Greater Me Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Greater Me Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Greater Me Podcast. I know that's right. Had to go crazy. I got a very special guest, so I had to go crazy, y'all. I had to go crazy. Um, I'm Josh. That is Tara. And that is... What name you want today? Mimi is fine. Mimi, me Mizzle, Maria Lee's. Mimi on that beat. Mimi on the track. Woo! Like, <laughs> producer me, producer me Mizzle, like, get at her for all your needs next year. She's busy right now. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Um, but yeah, guys, this is Maria Lee's, one of my other best friends here. At Syracuse University, one thing Syracuse did do is bring some good friends in life. If it ain't give a good education, it gave me good friends. Glory mm -hmm. to God. Um, Amen. But, <laughs> um, yes, this is me. Me. Um, tell us about yourself, me. Who are you? What did? How, what is Raven told? Like this little life story. So like, yeah, tell us your upbringing. Like, um, where are you That's from? So loaded. Like, just, just a little story about yourself. Um, a short okay. Story. Well, I'm Mimi. Um, I'm a Gemini. Always got to preface that, you know. Um, I was born and raised in New York City, Lower East Side, stand up. I, I don't know, like, what else to say. I have three brothers. Um, love them to death. Um, yeah, I've been singing for a while, like, all my life. I've always loved music. So I went to a performing arts high school. And then I ended up here in Syracuse for IT at first, but then I switched into sound recording technology because I just Ooh. really wanted to do music. Um, I don't know what else to say about myself. Um, <laughs> okay. It's like, do I speak uh, about my personality? Like my stories? Like, what, yeah, what, what, sure. What? Like, tell about that. If you want to tell a little bit about your childhood, if you want um, anything, just about you. Like, what do you want the people to know about me? What do I want the people to know about me? Um... I would say I'm just a very free-spirited person, um, very much go-with-the-flow kind of person. I like to have fun. I love spontaneity. Um, Josh can speak to this. I'm very hyper. Um, but, like, I, I, I'm starting to, like, appreciate that side of myself because for a while I feel like I had to turn it down. But, like, now I'm just, like, blossoming into this, like, super hyper but fun and easygoing person. Um, but I would also say I'm a very deep person. And I love emotions. I love talking to people about their stories, their backgrounds. And I love like helping people put the pieces together in their life that makes everything like connect. Um, which is why I'm happy I'm here today because I feel like that's what you guys are doing. Which is awesome. Aww. Big fan of this podcast. Um, when I'm yeah. listening like the listeners because I don't, this is also <laughs> like my first time actually meeting Mimi. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. I have questions. Um, okay. Wait. Okay, yes, this is a great question. When do you feel most alive? What are you doing? 
what is the space you're in, maybe what is the town you're in, what is the house type of house, what is the job you mm-hmm. might have, what is just like think big. Um, like when do I feel most alive? I would first say like whenever I'm in the city, um, and I'm just going for a walks through the city. I feel like that just like recharges me when I'm alone and I'm listening to music and like I'm able to choose a new path because I know where I'm going every time or like I know at least the area. Um, That's when I feel most alive. But I will also say when I'm performing and when I'm singing on stage, my eyes are closed and I'm just feeling what I'm doing. um, I feel like I just feel like such a rush. And then like once it's over, it's like you don't have that feeling anymore. Um, Kind of like that scene in Soul where he's on the piano and like he like disappears. I always talk about that. But um, I think those two are when I feel the most alive. And also when I'm with my friends and I'm just laughing with my friends, having fun. Um, yeah. Okay, Tara? Um, I would say I feel most alive. Definitely with good company. I feel like that's been like the running theme for me, good company. Um, but like, even if we're not just like having fun or it's like happy go lucky, like even if it's somber vibes, honestly, like as long as I'm connecting with people that I truly love and it's making me think it's making me grow, which challenging my thoughts, like that's when I feel alive the most. Um, but like on a lighter note, <laughs> I guess like listening to music also definitely makes me feel alive. Um, but like nature, like sitting outside and just like being still and like hearing the wind, like blow against the trees, like seeing pretty flowers, seeing art, like things that just bring out the beauty of life make me feel alive. That's good. Awesome. Um, I don't know. When I feel most alive, honestly, I would just say the same thing about being performed. There's honestly, I've never experienced a feeling like I have when I'm on stage um, and like playing a character. Like I, I just have never had an experience like that ever in any other place of life that I've like encountered. And like, it's just when I feel most at home, like with myself or like most able to like just do, I, that's when I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. Um, and it just makes me feel really, really good that I'm, helping other people feel good, you know? Um, so yeah, that's my short answer. Okay, awesome. But I also want to speak to Denise, um, Gemini, the wish she mentioned, and her, sporadic- her sporadicness. Yeah, she loves spontaneity. Because Mimi, y'all, I could call Mimi, she could call me, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, I think we should just... Right, right, right. It, it, like, we don't even have to say too much. <laughs> like, Mimi's right. out, like, any time... Hot pot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got like $20 a... in the bank account. We're going to do that. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> right. Tara's the same way. At the end of the day, if we're going to eat, we're going to eat good. So, and if we mm-hmm. only got $5 in the bank account, we're going to spend it on some food. And, like, that's mm-hmm. just a given. Um, I have another question. What? Ooh. If you if you had three years to live, what would you be doing differently? Wow. How about you answer first? Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm, I'd probably drop out of school immediately. Mm. Um, 
because that's two years. Well, I got yeah. a year left, but that's like you know a year and a half left. That's already gone. Um, yeah, I probably drop out of school immediately. Um, and then I don't know. I think I would just live. I like to be spontaneous too, so I think I would just live off that for as long as I possibly could. Like even financially, like I would just live off that. Like for date like i would just i would just do whatever i want like i would call people i would hop on flights like it wouldn't take me a second to do anything i would eat what i wanted to eat i would i'd also probably just be like trying to take care of my body but like i would just live or even if i was still in college i wouldn't go to class like (laughs) that wouldn't be a question or even if i went to class i wouldn't turn in no homework like i wouldn't do that type of stuff I would just go for the vibes and, like, to see people. Like, hey, y'all, like, what y'all doing? I mean, you know some people who do that. But, yeah. <laughs> I would just go for vibes. Like, hey, what's up? Like, what's going on? Go to the show. Sing a little bit. And leave. Like, and dip. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a care in the world, honestly. Fair. Um, I think the first thing I would have to do, which this might ruin the spontaneity of it all, but I feel like I'd create a bucket list of like things I really want to do and then just start going down the list and also see who's willing to join me on the adventures. But the first thing that came to the top of my mind, like on the list, I think I want to like do van life, like actually become a nomad. And because like I always think of it when I'm like, OK, in an ideal world, I could literally have all my belongings on one vehicle surrounding me and travel like just do me um but like then it's like the reality of life automatically sets back in but then with that it's like you know the expiration date so why not just do it that's good why would you want to van life (laughs) because okay i'm not saying i would spend all three years van life but like i definitely think that i would want to experience it especially just like like, a decked out huh you do it for like a year or like how long? I do it for a year if like there were people with me. So like say like one month I'm going or like for one trip I'm going to some state on the west coast and I could get at least like two people to join me. Then we could do that for like a minute and then I come back home, charge up. Oh, I'm getting a call. Hold on. An important one? Huh? An important one? Um, kind of, but like... Is it her? Yeah. Awesome. I've been getting texts coming through. I don't know if you could tell, but like, I have that. Okay. Um... Yeah, life is crazy right now. Do you want to I'm talk to her? Ignore it for right now. Should I? We could think about this because we can cut this out. Okay, wait. Whew. Wait, hold on. I say get it out of the way because it seems like it's like really like, you know, stressing you. And like if you don't not, do it, it now, you're the whole... Yeah, it might not um... be an out of the way type thing. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, basically we found out that Tarina, do you know Tarina? Yeah, I think so. She graduated last I year with so. him. Yeah. Her boyfriend's been cheating on her. Um, the way we found out was insane, but 
Um, the person, the other person didn't know, but I just wanted to make sure. But her birthday is also tomorrow. Um, so he's there right now with her in the city. Like he came to like see her. Like he's the only one she has. He's the only one he's who's there because her friends like they're all over the place. Like they're mostly here in Tars at home. So like she, it's just her and him. They got to Wait, but does she know? Yeah, we. That well, was a genuine response, Josh. To what? To Lou. To, to Lulu. Wait, to what though? Um. Like this morning, like that was her genuine response. Like to the so- situation. Like she genuinely saw the text in real life when she sent it. And that was she's her response. Trying- so she's trying to talk to him. She needs to go home. Wait, so what? Uh, so oh, basically, she's spamming yeah. me. She's calling again. She's like spamming me with texts, but she wants to do a group call with Lulu. Right now. I don't know if we, well, we can't do it right now, but like just tell them in like an hour or in like forty five minutes. Be like <laughs> Um Ooh girl. She said do you think I should break up with him? Yes. Um yeah, I don't want her getting on the call asking dumb questions. Like that she is why she's gonna say- ask dumb questions. Like she goes, I wanna look at at this objectively. If you're gonna look at it objectively, be so for real with yourself. That man was steady cheating on you. He was spreading himself thin. You both were in queues during the summer and he had time for both of you, huh? No. She said I don't want to because I love him. Yeah, I don't think I wanna do this right now. Yeah, no no no. Just put it on do not disturb for right now. But she, like, she's texting me, and then I go on D and D. It's okay. You can't tell in a group message. Wait, should I just be like, Josh? Just be like, I'm recording right now. Give me a sec. We started recording. Show understand. Okay. Sorry, Mimi. You're good. You know I love tea. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually piping hot. Like, it actually. Wait, did I put the pieces together in my head though? What? You probably did. Wait. Yeah. Um, Wait. So does he go here? He graduated last year. Graduated. And he graduated with his master's. Like, he's been here for a minute. But okay, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Safe out there, (laughs) y'all. I just said, hey, we're recording right now. I'll call ASAP. I don't know. So, whatever. Huh? You turned the ringer off? Oh. I think that came from my computer. Oh. Awesome. Okay, guys. We're back. Sorry about that. A little commercial break. Um, I forgot what we were saying. Me too. (laughs) You're on the question about what would you do? If you had three years left. Oh, yeah. You were talking about how, like, you would do it for a year. Like, you would be on the West Coast for one month. No, like, yeah. I would ideally, like, like to make my rounds in terms of, like, going to different states. Maybe even cross the border if I can. Canada, South America, whatever. But I feel like it would only be worth it to do it really long if people were willing to, like, go with me. But I don't think that I could do like solo van life for a whole year or any longer. Like solo van life <laughs> would be like a cool month, maybe. You think you would last a month? 
I know I could last a month. You don't think I could last a month? I don't know. Would you do Van Life Mimi? Um, I don't know. It depends on the van. Like if it's one of those <laughs> my van has to be decked van. out. It has yeah, to have if everything it's like those decked think out of. vans, then I would do it. Yeah, a luxurious one. Yeah, like the ones on TikTok. <laughs> the school buses yeah. be renovating. Yeah, those are nice. I would do it. Like I would even do RV life. I've always wanted to do that actually. Or RV but... yeah. Well, RV life is van life. It's all the same. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but some people, and, but RVs are a little bigger. It is the same, but yeah, the vans be so tight. It depends. They, they have like really big Sprinter vans, but I feel like usually, like even if someone's like in an RV, or like some people like deck out school buses or like tour mm-hmm. buses, like all of it is all falls under the same category. I'm pretty sure. So when I say RV life, it genuinely does have to be massive, and it has to have like. like everything I would need to actually like feel like I'm not suffering for fun I think I saw a Tesla RV one day really? it was crazy Amy did you answer? Mm mm-mm um I would say I'd probably like travel the world yeah I'd definitely drop out of school too fuck that like I'm not gonna be in school learning with all these I'm not gonna get into it but you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, why would I waste my time doing this? Um, but I think travel the world. And, like, I thought when you asked a question, I thought about, like, career-wise, like, what I would do. But, like, if I only had three years left to live, like, What's screw all of that. The- like, yeah. what is the point? What's the point? And I feel like I would still want to do music. So I think it'd be cool to, like, travel and just study the music around the world and, like, connect yeah. with different people. And I know I'm a lover girl. But, like, I think at that point, if I had three years left to live, I want to be alone. And, like, I just want to <laughs> travel the world alone and just, like... <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I can understand that, though. You don't want to be tired. Like, you want to be able just to get up and go. Yeah. All, yeah. And it's just, like, also, like, the pain of, like, leaving a partner, like, after three years. I mean, it depends. It depends on the person, of course. But, um, no, I would just like to be able to just move on my own accord. And just you know that makes sense yeah the, the co-career thing there would just be no point anymore mm-hmm. i would like to just travel and like just perform like just gig mm-hmm. like that would just mean a lot like just to connect with like people in like small town bars or whatever little things that would be so dope dang i didn't even think about like a partner or anything <laughs> you know me yeah i didn't think about that well, if I was married, I wouldn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's different. You see, like, circumstances are different. Yeah, circumstances are different. If I was married, I wouldn't have a choice. But yeah, you bring up a nice point. I would just want to get up and go. and like, Because maybe we want to go visit different places in our last three years. And I, I can't be mad at that. Like, Right. You want to go to... Hmm. That's controversial. I don't know that popped up. But like, I don't know. Like, you want to go to Cancun. Oh. I want to go to Japan. Like, you know, like... Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have time. Okay, good. Um, but like, what about like intentionality? Like, what would you do differently, like in your relationships, or like even like your friendships? Like, how would you? Because it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like, you don't have to like go to the hospital. And be like, we have three years left to live. Like, what if it was just like circumstantial? Like, 
somebody said Jesus is coming back in three years. Like, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would you handle that in your relationships? Or like, how, how does that change? You're saying like, if I were told that news, like how would I move differently within my relationships? Yeah. Like um, any relationship. Like, well, I feel like I would practice a lot of forgiveness. Um, I think because I'm young right now, I feel like I have a lot of time to heal and kind of be angry and, you know, understand why I feel the way I feel. But I think if I knew I only had such a short amount of time left, I wouldn't want to spend it so much on focusing on, oh, you did this to me and you did this wrong to me, like, you know, and trying to fix that. I would think I would just practice forgiveness um, with the people who have, I need to sort that out with. I think with my friends, similar to like what you guys are saying about like having them come along for some trips, like that would be fun. Um, But I think that just practicing more grace and forgiveness and just focusing on being happy and um, being present with the people that I choose to surround myself with. That's so good. I would have never thought about forgiveness, but that's Mm -hmm. like, that's actually really good, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I like that. Do you think that the forgiveness would also help you be more present in your relationships? Yeah, because it allows you to not focus on what the past was and what has happened, um, but also not thinking about the future or, like, thinking, or if they do this to me again or, like, if this is going to happen again. Um, so, yeah, it'll, focus, it, it'll force you to focus on your on what's going on right now and not holding any grudges or resentment towards anyone. I think which, also if I had, go ahead. No, I was just like, which I, I really do need to learn. Like, <laughs> oh, no, forgiveness is hard. Yeah. It's easy, but like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I was going to say also, I think, because you, it made me, I don't know why you talking about that made me think of this, like, because it's just three years. I think, um, <laughs> I think I would, um, commit a few crimes. Because, like, oh, what? <laughs> Give it money heist. Like what? Like if we're going down in three years. Oh my that, god! That top of the top of the third year. What? I. It's, you I have a question to that though. What? I, I would put say at what risk? Because for me, it's like okay, you commit a bunch of crimes, right? Depending on the okay. type of crimes. Not crazy crimes. Okay, because my thing is, like, if you're committing crazy crimes and you want to be locked up your last two years... No, but that's also the thing. You got to remember that the courts are backed up. So, the top of the third year, (laughs) I commit the the crime in February. They not really get into my date, my trial date until... Because, granted, I'm going to have a good lawyer, you know? If we can find one at that point. Because if everybody got three years left to live, everybody might just quit their jobs. Oh, wait, everybody has three years left? Or just you? I mean, it was just us, but, like, in this scenario, if it was everybody, like, (laughs) you know, like, like. But then it's also just, like, okay, I'm still trying to understand what type of crimes. Because say you're stealing money, you're gone in three years. Like, what is that money to you? Granted, yes, you can use it. it. I can use it for the rest of the time. Okay. Um, I probably, we just talked about forgiveness. I probably... What 
I'd probably um. Pizza. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I probably, I probably just do like some random stuff, like the stuff that's like illegal, like, like the little stuff that's illegal, but like you know people still do. Like I, I just would, yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm walking in the store not paying for anything. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like who's gonna, like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> now your yeah, mama listening. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, I would just be sure to like show love to people too. I don't know. But it could be hard. Um, forgiveness is a, a good little topic. How do? And we've talked about that before. But like, why? Um, different situations are different. But like, why is it harder to forgive? Oh, okay. Good question. Is it harder? It's harder to forgive people you love, right? Rather than like somebody, maybe you just met. Yeah. Is that like a question? Yeah. Okay. You can like twist it, spin it, however you want. I don't know. I don't know if that is accurate for me. I think that like I'm actually way easier to forgive people that I've formed genuine connection and relationship with because I'm the type of person who's so quick to give people the benefit of a doubt. Granted, if it's like a way that they seriously like offended me or hurt me. Yeah, I feel like I'm still able to like, I have this weird thing, which I also ha- was just talking about with a friend, but like, I have this weird thing where instead of getting angry about things, like I feel other things before anger. Like it takes me a lot to be angry, um, but I get sad or like, Yeah, like, I turned to sadness before I turned to anger. And, like, even in my sadness, I'm able to, like, be sad for myself only for so long until, for some reason, I start to feel sad for the other person. Um, Which then allows me to be able to, like, forgive people really fast. Just because, like, my mind is so quick to try and make sense of it, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, like, then I start to empathize with the other person or try to, like, rationalize what they did, which honestly probably isn't that healthy. Um, but yeah, so I think that's why, like, when it comes to people I actually know, depending on how well I know you, then in my mind, I'm, like, starting to make assumptions about, like, okay, well, like, I know that person's character, and then, or I know know what they've been through, so then, like, I start to, like, hold, that's where the, like, grace aspect comes in, where I'm, like, okay, like, I can let this go because I understand. Not that it's, like, okay, but, like, I try to rationalize it, and I think that makes it easy for me to forgive. Whereas, like, with a stranger, if I don't know you, then it's just, like, you did me dirty and there's nothing for my mind to, like, hold on to to try to make sense of why you could have done that. Um, Do you think, though, like, with the loves that we're actually fully forgiving them? Or is it just because you want to see them through that or, like, because you know who they are maybe beyond that or, like, you you still want to give them that grace that it's just a way of, like, almost like just another like coping mechanism if you will like if it's like you think that's like fully forgiveness because i feel like sometimes like you know how like you might say that about your friend but like certain things you just um whoa it doesn't on here too yeah i just was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> i was like what the hell is that uh um uh, you know like sometimes like you you take more stuff from like the people that you love like you're you're more likely to like let something like fly just because like 
you still love them or like everything else that they do is like fine you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you think that's like true forgiveness or is it just like I think it depends on how we're defining forgiveness. For me, like, the way I look at forgiveness is, like, I, whatever animosity, whatever sadness, like, whatever ill feeling I have towards you, as soon as I'm able to let it go and, like, look at you and not feel any sort of, like, ill emotion or have any sort of ill intent, I've forgiven you. It doesn't mean that, like, when I look at you, I feel fantastic or, like, I have great thoughts and great feelings about you. But I feel like the moment it goes from when I look at you, I get sad or I get angry or I get frustrated to I look at you and I don't feel those things, in my eyes, you're forgiven. Um, But I guess it's just how you're looking at forgiveness. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, like my definition of forgiveness or answer the Yeah, like on okay. anything or like... Um, I feel like kind of, I resonated a lot with you said, with what you said. Um, I don't know, forgiveness is such a hard topic for me because I'm kind of the opposite of you though. Like where it's like you said, you go to sadness first and then you go to anger. I go to anger more than I thought I ever had. Like, I don't know. Like, I was in therapy, and I remember they were just trying to get me to describe what I was feeling when I was, like, talking about a situation. It was, like, my first session, and I literally couldn't put to words what I was saying. And so, like, some way they did, like, an exercise with me and, like, basically found out that, like, I was feeling anger. Um, And I always equated anger to being, like, ah, you know, like, being, like, furious. Um, And so I never realized, I think, until earlier this year, like, how angry I was towards a lot of people, towards a lot of situations and how that kind of like saw its way in like my life in different situations and in different emotions as well. Um, And so I feel like it is harder for me to say, to forgive people that I love and that I'm close to. And I think it depends on the situation because there are just some things where it's like, I feel like I've learned to let go. Like, I'm just like, I can't take that personally. Like, that's fine. Like that is a reflection of your character and your truth. Um, but there are some instances where I felt like I've held grudges for a long time, longer than I needed to. Um, and within that, that just like caused a lot of unrestfulness in, within me and my body and my spirit. Um, and so when it comes to people that I love, I think it's harder for me to forgive them just because of like my childhood and like the way I was raised. Um, I feel like the way I was taught, I'm sorry, is you just say, I'm sorry, and you don't fix anything. Um, and like, you just say, I'm sorry. And because you said, I'm sorry, everything is good. And I think that's why I struggle with forgiveness so much because in my mind, that's what forgiveness meant, which is saying sorry and like moving on, um, where I feel like when it comes to people you love and forgiveness, and when they ask for your forgiveness, it's an opportunity for you to grow and to realize where you went wrong and where they hurt you to get you to, to that point. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it's, like, a little more complicated as opposed to, like, a stranger who did me dirty or whatever. I'd just be like, okay, like, whatever. Like, I could be fine. You know? Where it's just, like, I let that go. Like, I yeah. don't yeah. have any ties to me and to my spirit. So it's, like, whatever. Um, but yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it becomes, like, a question of, like, the people that you love. Like, it's, like, we love each other and you still did this. Or, like, right. 
I shouldn't like you know what I'm saying it comes from a place of like why did this even happen because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time even like with family stuff like we can talk about it like it, it's almost like as if it's a burden like it, like a burden to things or because I love you like I did like I people will often use love as a scapegoat like mm-hmm. I did that because I love you or because I didn't know any better you know what I'm saying and it's not Though that may have been true at the time, but it's like also is that really the truth? If that was just not the right definition of love, like maybe you just didn't know what love that it looks like, and it's like that can also like wear and tear in your heart because then you're like misconstruing your thoughts of love, and now you're taking that on and like believing that that's what love looks like, and that you can just say sorry in the name of love and everything is okay, and it's like no, actually that does like some sort of like mind game with me because now I'm like dang like. I'm not just supposed to be able to forgive you just because you're family or just because mm-hmm. like you love each other or you know what I'm saying? Like it's okay to still question the fact, but I think it's harder in those situations and I'm like, I shouldn't even have to like go through this for me. Whereas like, yeah, like with the strange, I'm like, okay, I don't know, you know, like whatever. I have um, a question. I yeah. think it's twofold, but I don't fully know the question yet. So yeah. But um the first half of it is it's like do you think that, or for both of you, does forgiveness look like reconciliation as well? Mm. Like when you think about forgiveness, do you also think that you have to then like keep the person as a part of your life? And then the second part of the question would be when it comes to family and forgiveness, that same question of reconciliation, but then do you feel like Because I think the way I think of it, right, it's like when people talk about forgiveness surrounded around like anybody else other than family, it's always like you can forgive them, but they don't have to stay in your life versus Mm -hmm. when it's family. It's like you have to forgive them and they have to still be a part of your life because Mm -hmm. they're so and so to you. And I guess it gets like it varies based off of like proximity. So like say if it's your dad, it's your sister, it's your brother, like you have to forgive, you have to keep them. But say it's like a second cousin, like you can forgive, but you know, they're distant, so it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> so yeah. My short answer is no. <laughs> um, it's so funny that you like said that and used those specific words of like reconciliation and forgiveness. Um, I think the best thing I've ever heard in therapy is that forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Um, because you have to remember at the end of the day, forgiveness is not only, it's not for the other person, it's for you. Um, yeah. And sometimes if you're even within a toxic family, um, sometimes forgiveness looks like being able to take a step away from that toxicity so you yourself can heal and you yourself can grow while forgiving them, but also not reconciling or changing the dynamic of the relationship um, that may not look like the way it was when it was toxic because that's just you can't function on those frequencies anymore. Um, And so it's really hard because it's like, I feel like, especially in like Caribbean households, it's very much like your family is all you got. And like, you all have to like, you know, be together. And like, even on the holidays when everyone's beefing, you still have to go and like pretend you're all cool and wait till everyone's drunk so they can all fight. Like, it's just that consistent pattern. It's because they keep pushing reconciliation and not forgiveness or not understanding what forgiveness really is yeah um and so yeah i or don't sometimes think that... even just like sweeping it under the rug like it's right. not even a complete forgiveness it's just like 
oh, get over it. Like, that's your brother. Get over it. Like, right. that's mm-hmm. your, you know, your mom, dad, whatever that looks like. And it's like, that is, I mean, obviously in the black and brown like community, like, that's already done enough. Like, we've seen the way that's unfolded. Um, just because, like, at the same end of the day, like, it's the same thing. Like, we're all each other gods. So, like, we use that phrase as a means of, like, just being able to, like, treat anybody the way you want mm-hmm. inside of your household, inside of your family. But, like, we go outdoors and, like, people are like, oh, like, you know, people are like, oh, you don't know my mom for real. Like, because, like, everybody's, like, acting, there's a whole nother act outside the household mm-hmm. that put on just so they can, like, do whatever it is mm-hmm. that they're doing for their household. But come back home, like, with all this baggage um, that they're not dealing with and exploding it on everybody else. Um, and, yeah, I don't think it means reconciliation because just like Mimi said, the forgiveness is also for you. So if you're realizing that a person is no longer serving you um, or your time wisely or um, benefiting you in the purpose of, like, just fulfilling you wholly, like, just giving you back something that you've been giving them um, in a wholesome way, then, yeah, like, it doesn't always mean that we have to come back together. It doesn't mean that we treated each other disrespectfully or be rude or have some sort of animosity towards each other. It just means that we are not where we once were anymore, and that's okay. Like, yeah, because um, it also doesn't mean that we're not coming back to the same place or we're not coming back later. It just means that, like, right now, like, you know, like, we need to take a step away, and it takes strength to step away. And, like, um, there's power in space and time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. It's not always about just like jumping right back into her, like Mimi said, like just mm-hmm. going to the family function and acting like you like this person, or even where it's just like. You know, giving them the side eye every time you walk by them. That's too much work. That is too mm-hmm. much I'm doing all of that. Like, nah. Yeah. I think, like, the key thing in the conversation of, like, forgiveness and grace is also self and boundaries. I think the more we know our triggers, like, the more we understand how we want to be loved, the more respect we hold for ourselves and space we hold for ourselves, the easier it is to manage our relationships in the sense of like setting boundaries and like knowing your limits with people, knowing what's okay and what's not okay. Um, But it takes time. And unfortunately it takes experience of like going through certain relationships and having certain things happen to you. And I don't know if it's, like, necessary to go through super sucky relationships to come to the other side of it. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like from my experience, the most I've, like, the biggest lessons that I've taken away when it comes to, like, forgiveness or, like, learning how to set proper boundaries or, like, learning how I want to be loved and, like, how I want to love others has been through like just experiencing different relationships and just learning along the way. Um, But yeah, I feel like being black, being of African descent, being Caribbean, being what a person of color, it comes with so many different layers because you're experiencing so much at the same time because it's a lot of projection that comes from like, you know, generations past. But then it's also like, you're also learning for yourself. Like you're going for yourself Mm -hmm. and then you're trying to figure out how to balance the two things. And it can be really hard, but also really detrimental to like our mental. Yeah. I think it's also really hard too, because like our generation is on that wave of length of like, um, or we're trying to be in that way. Not everyone 
of like just knowing themselves more um and like it's a, also just learning how to be alone i think that's what it is too mm-hmm. um, enough people don't know themselves well enough and actually you know crazy actually the other day Mimi and I and like some of the other our friends, shout out to y'all, y'all know who y'all are. Already talked about y'all once. We were playing a game, like answering answering questions just like these, actually. Um but like it was about each other and we were like going around like people were saying stuff about each other. But we were just already also self aware that like mm-hmm. when people were, like when somebody says something about the other person, we we're like, Yeah, you're right, you're right, like even if it may have been like quote unquote like a negative the negative side of somebody, it was mm-hmm. like, Yeah, you're right. Like, but, like, we're trying to work on that. Like, a good thing, like, we already knew, and, like, we knew, like, how to contribute to, like, each other's, like, um, like answers to the questions, you know what I'm saying? Just because of how well we know each other. Yeah. So I think even with that, that goes back, I said that to say, like, about what you were saying about um, the past generations, like, how that's just been carried on to us. Like, we're on that wave of, like, trying to figure out who we are, like, trying to do the best thing, the right thing, like, and operating with our generation. But at the end of the day, we're still going back home to the people who are not doing that or and yeah. really don't see the purpose of it any um, either just because like you know like they feel like once they work they got a job like they have their home like their kids are doing all right you know what i'm saying like that's kind of what their generation is so like they feel like oh you're doing just fine like mm-hmm. you're not outside just because like that is what like pushed to them like they whether they came from like another country or stuff like that they like you know like they made it according not made it but, like they're doing okay in the american dream way you know um it's really difficult too though i don't know if you guys want to talk about that too like how we're just so like with us like each like people like-minded like us, it's easier to do that but like we still have to like go home to different things i find that kind of hard honestly if i'm being completely honest sometimes like i go home and just like spending time with my family obviously i love them and love being with them but sometimes it's just hard to connect on an emotional or like mental level mm-hmm. because of the baggage that they have maybe with each other or like from the things that they went through in their childhood or from just their life experience or whatever. Um, but we're also in that same token taught not to like speak up about it. Like, you know, suck it up. Like you're tough. That is crazy. <laughs> but speak it up like you're tough, like all that stuff. Um, Not to backtrack, but I think that this also does tie into exactly what you just said. Josh, that's insane. <laughs> Doesn't work for you. Doesn't oh, work no. for you. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that, like, what you said about the more that we get to know ourselves, it allows... I'm sorry, finish the statement. But you know what I thought of as soon as you said that? The more we get to know ourselves, the harder it is to interact with other people because they're not doing the work. But keep going. Wow. Okay. Wow. All the dots are connecting. Wow. My brain. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um. But the more we get to know ourselves, like I said, it's easier to like filter out like who's for you and who's not for you because you're coming up into the conversation, into the relationship already knowing your triggers, already knowing what's a waste of your time, already knowing like what to expect type of thing. So you can like kind of filter out like you know it's easier to discern it's easier to just like know what space is safe and what space is not for you right Mm -hmm. but then in that same breath going back to what I said earlier why I feel like I'm the way I am with my relationships in terms of forgiveness is because 
I feel like the relationships that I now, as I stand today, the relationships that I allow myself to enter are so intentional in the sense that before I even get into the relationship or I give this person a piece of my heart or my time or my energy or my space, I'm already like checking them off as somebody who is safe for like me to allow to enter and allow for them to enter in, which is why it's like, if we ever do get to a point where there's a situation that comes up where you've offended me or I've offended you or we've both both offended each other. Like you said, when y'all were sitting together and playing the game with your friends, I know you well enough to maybe kind of understand the process of what made you think that that was okay. And it's also like I'm now going into this relationship kind of like the way when you go into a relationship with like a, a romantic partner where you're in it for the long run. So no matter what conflict arises, you know that you both want to, you're both agreeing that you want to get to the other end of it. So it's like, no matter what comes, you're in it together. Even though you might hate each other for a little bit, even though somebody offended the other person, you know that like what you really need to overcome is the situation and not each other, if that makes sense. I feel like that's the same way I process it, where it's like, because I know you so well enough, but because I trust myself in the decision I made to allow you to be in my life, I now am not looking at this offense as like, oh, this was a personal attack. I'm more looking at it as like, I know you. I know you love me. I know I trust you. But why did this happen? And how are we going to get over it? If that makes sense. And I yeah. know that that doesn't apply for every situation because there are a lot of nuances with that and sometimes we do give our trust to people who don't deserve it um but I think it does all tie back into just like the more you get to know yourself and like the more sure you are of the decisions you're making in terms of who you're actually allowing into your life I think it does become easier to also just like exist in those relationships where you are able to forgive each other when things happen because you're making the smart decision in allowing them to be a part of your life in the first place. Um, now that whole conversation looks a lot different in terms of family, but yeah. You mean anything? No, I, I, I agree with what you're saying because I think it is easier for me to forgive my friends than it is my family um, because for the same reasons where it's like, you know, your friends are your chosen family. So you choose to let these people in and, you know, trust them and understand them. And I feel like personally, like, um, I'm closer to my friends than I am to my family, especially up here in school where I'm like with them all the time. And I know their routine and I know their personal relationships and their hobbies and the things that they're constantly doing. Um, I have everyone's freaking location at this point. Like, (laughs) um, but yeah, I feel like, it's been easier for me to discern like what kind of people I want in my life and like what kind of people I don't. And um, God willing, like I would have been able to create tons of meaningful friendships with people who I know like deep down to their core would never hurt me because I know I would never hurt them. Um, And knowing that that pain is never going to happen or, you know, of course, like you said, it's nuanced, things can happen. Um, at the end of the day, like the minor things, they don't seem to like override like what I'm feeling when it comes to my friends and when it comes to forgiveness. Um, so, yeah. And I think too, um, 
I just lost my train of thought. But about choosing choosing your friends. Oh, you were saying that like um, sometimes those bad people can be in your family. The people that you don't want to um, like reconcile with or the people who don't because people don't some people don't want to change. Um, so sometimes those spoiled apples can be it's not just a one-sided type thing. Um, but yeah. What? But wait, you were going to say something. And it was, like, in the lines of, like, the more you get to know yourself, oh, yeah. the harder it is. To oh, the harder it is to interact with other people. Interact. Yeah. Can you? Um, I find that to be very true just in life right now, honestly, um, because I just, people just don't know themselves. Um, and I think that's where, like, you start seeing people like do things just to like fit in or do things to like seem there a certain way or act a certain way or, or like they're got something going on for themselves. Like there's a clear difference between the person who's like not doing things for the sake of other people so that they can see it versus the person who's just doing them to make their soul happy or just doing them because like it's a genuine act that they want to pursue. Yeah. Um, I see it most prevalent right now at school, like in school. Um, a lot of people want praises. A lot of people want the attention um, on them. Or, granted, you, we are. I am in music school, like in the arts. So, like, there's some level of, of some sort of like want the attention on me. You know, like mm-hmm. for everyone, obviously. But some people only do things or say things or like um, take a job because like they want to be able to brag about or they want to be able to like look down on other people or they want to be able to like. I don't know. You guys know what I'm saying. Though. Like, yeah. They, some people just do things just for for the applause of other people. For validation. Um, yeah. 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 Very real. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can you hear that? Yeah. Take two. <laughs> um, Mimi, what's on your mind? I want you to teach these people, y'all. Mimi? This is calm for me, okay? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, what are give me a question. Give me a juicy one. Like, okay. She uh, said, end the pod short, babes. Babes. <laughs> um, whatever. Um, okay. Cut. Okay. <laughs> 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 um,. A juicy one? Let me think. A juicy question. A juicy question for me. Why do you think people take so long to heal after the acknowledgement of it? Like, why do you think some people choose to, like, um, stay in toxic situations or stay in a suffering moment? Like, why are people afraid to, like, take that next step after the acknowledgement? So, like, not before the acknowledgement, not before they, like, realize something crazy is going on. But mm-hmm. after, I don't know about y'all, but like I know people, even myself, I could probably name a few situations too. Obviously, we like different stuff. But um, like you know what I'm saying? Like why? Why do you think that is? Like why is mm-hmm. it become? It might be a comfortability thing, but why is it comfortable? Well, my favorite term of the years: people are addicted to suffering. Um, 
And I feel like people don't really understand when I say that, like what that means, what addiction means. Um, sometimes when you're addicted to something, you don't want to be addicted to it. But because it's so ritual and it's so, I mean, routine and like it's everything you've ever known. Um, it's scary to push yourself to be uncomfortable and able to grow. Um, and also a lot of people just don't know their worth because of childhood and like the people they were raised by. I think like it all really, it always stems from childhood. I always say that um, if you were raised in an environment where you were always put down or your value was put down or your worth was put down, you're not going to know what that looks like in order to grow. Because in order to grow, that's what you need to do. You need to put yourself first and really see like, who am I? What's my worth? And like, what's my purpose? Um, and when you don't have that in you already, um, it's harder to find it. And I think for a lot of people, I think just even switching around the people that you're friends with, um, that could really help you a lot. The connections that you have in your life, like being tied down to toxic people, I think being able to discern is like one of the most important things you need to do to, to heal. Because if you're constantly tied to toxic people or people who are just not serving you, like, and toxicity looks like so many different things. It's not just abuse. It's people who are low vibrational. It's people who aren't passionate about things or don't choose to be passionate about things. Um, when you're tied to those people, that's all you're going to ever know. Um, and so I feel like people are so addicted and they're so comfortable in that because that's all they know. And they're not willing to take the step to break out of that. But I think the first step in knowing that is like finding a truth, finding a light, um, whether that's religion, whether that's therapy, whether that's um, a hobby that can grow into something more or a passion. Um, because within those three things, there's love, I feel like. And I feel like love is the answer to breaking all of that, not just romantic love, of course, but love like for yourself, um, love and light, you know. Yeah. So, and I feel like with our society, with our generation, like so many people are addicted to suffering and it's just crazy. addicted to being the victim. Mm. And I, I struggled with that for a long time and I didn't even know that I was going through it. But I realized I was like, I feel like I, this year I finally just got to a point where it's like, I'm tired of being depressed. Like, I'm just tired of being sad. Like, I was just going to say it's draining. because people, people get so used to operating out of the pain. Like they're mm -hmm. not, they don't they don't want to like look for that light that you're talking about. Like they don't, they just get so used to like t taking it or whatever comes their way. And then boom, still got to get up at 8 a.m. or whatever, you know, still got to go here at seven tonight. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like they get so used to just like keeping up with the emotions. And of course, like we can talk about black people's emotions because like, it seems like that we have to do that to like find our way in the world. But like, yeah, people just don't want to wake up just because they want to, I mean, I know people who do it for fun, honestly, if I'm, if I'm really speaking truthfully, um, which is sad. And, you know, honestly, I can't talk too much because there's once upon a time, like, I I, I, I preferred a toxic situation. You know what I'm saying? But not, I didn't, that sounds crazy, but not like I didn't prefer that. It was just like, it just seemed like it was okay, you know? Um, it was easy. Right, it was just mm -hmm. easy, and it was, it was fun. Like it was, it was, there was, it was a little thrill. Like you know, a little thrill. I have a point. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Tara's saying that it's easy. I feel like that's a that's the point. It's easy to be negative. It's so yeah, easy to so to wake up every day miserable and like find a little reason to like be angry or upset or like get agitated or toxic. 
when people are affirming you in whatever you're yeah, feeling. And exactly. that's like you being like your friends. Like when all your friends are depressed, so when all of your friends wake up talking about my life sucks, this sucks, I don't want to be here, and you're all spreading around the same energy, like or just people who just always want to talk negatively. Yeah. Like, I just, like everywhere people go, like I know people who just all they want to do is just talk like bad or like they just speak like bad. They don't speak well into their situations or like into other people. Like, you know, people who just like love to like live off mess. They love to be messy or like they mm-hmm. like to talk crap. Like, I'm just like, why? Like, I can't be around you this that long. Like, I don't want to. That's no. Why? It's too. No. Life is too short, and like we don't have time to just be sitting here. And if we, if I'm depressed, you depressed, we just all gonna be depressed. No, mm-hmm. like I think another big factor is fail of fe- fear of failure, and fear of like rejection. Like people are afraid that if they switch up, then they'll be alone, and their friends won't want them anymore because. They're on something different because they want to be positive and like try and like make something of their life rather than just like sit and be complacent in whatever they're in. And then also like fear of failure in the sense of like, okay, let's say that I do try and break out of these habits. Let's say I do try and like switch up the routine. What if it doesn't work? What if I still feel the same way? Like it's fear of the unknown. Like they don't know what it's going to look like if they do decide to drop this friend group. Am I going to have new friends like is anyone gonna like me like it's all of these fears that allow people to also just think that it's easier to just stay in what they they're in because it's like if I don't know what it's gonna look like when I choose to step out of this then why am I stepping out of this um because it's also fear of the work because it is work it's work to want better it's work to wake up every day and choose to be positive and choose to see the good and choose to see the light instead of just seeing the apparent darkness you know um yeah but i i don't know i i do think it it takes a lot of time and a lot of meditation and a lot of reflection and a lot of being present and a lot of being intentional um which is very anti-culture even though as much as people want Mm. to say that like oh our generation is getting better at being like intentional or being present or being loving or um being aware of our mental health like I think it's one thing to like actually talk about it but it's another thing to actually like apply it to life and reality yeah yeah and I think it has a lot to do with perspective um I think the one thing I would say to like anyone who is like in that position right now where they just they can't see the light is to keep in mind that growth also speaking to the fear of failure and rejection that growth isn't linear um and that is the whole point of perspective. Um, Because once you start to realize, like at the end of the day, you don't have much control over your life. You don't. Um, You have control over decisions you make, but at the end of the day, like you can have everything you ever asked for. And like the next day it could be thrown out the window. Um, So there's going to be a lot of ups and downs in your life. And you have to like be okay with that and understand that the downs are just moments where you need to learn and reflect and think about what went wrong. And the highs are when you praise and when you're grateful and your gratitude, but like also making sure that gratitude is like consistent throughout that Yeah. Um, because it's all about perspective. If you are, if you're in a high and then you go down to a low and you're just thinking, oh crap, I just had a high and now I have a low and like, 
now everything has gone wrong, this and the third, it's going to keep going down. In order to build yourself back up, you need to be able to choose perspective and think, okay, why did it go down in the first place and how do I get Mm -hmm. it back up? Um, Which I feel like a lot of people in our society struggle with too, because we have like such short attention spans. Um, And it's so hard for us to really take a step back and think where we went wrong and how we can do better. Um, I think too, we have to like check ourselves on like our mm -hmm. disposition um, and how like we're keeping our minds wrapped on tight. Because if you're defining your worth on base, based on your situation, then you'll never be at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like finding that peace within yourself and like within like your purpose and who you're meant to be and like the way that you treat other people, or, like what you're trying, what you're bringing to this world, then that's when you also figure out that like, yes, the low is low, but it, it's nothing compared to where I'm finna, where I'm about to bounce up to mm-hmm. next. Like, it's just a springboard effect. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, just to like go back to your point of it, growth not being linear, like sometimes like it can look like a graph and we're going to shoot up and we may come back down, we're going to shoot right back up. You know what I'm saying? So I think also just making sure your mind is just like, it's not being controlled by what your circumstance is. Um, because that to me has just been proven to be a road of disaster because now you're letting what people throw at you or what the world throws at you um, control what, how you respond or how you react or how now you're acting in this world and moving every day to life. Um, I hate the phrase, I'm just having a bad day. Um, so that means I get to treat everybody else bad, right? That means mm-hmm. I get to like treat poorly. That means I'm not going to hold the door open for the person behind me. And of course, we're all human. So like little instances and stuff like that come to play. Um, and it's okay for it to like be in those moments sometimes. But it doesn't excuse the fact that um, there are not other humans in this world too who may also be having a bad day um, because again we're not alone so um, it's just as it, it it's just keeping that same caliber um, so that you can be sure that your mind is not being just it's not being played into the game of life you know um, and that you're controlling it and not the world controlling you yeah I think too like a little bit about what we talked about last week ties into this too where like our mindset in terms of allowing our past to define us rather than what our present looks like and what our future could be um I think that when we get so caught up in like how we're currently living in terms of like the mistakes we're making or the toxic relationships we're in and like maybe what our pasts look like whether it's like trauma or just habits that we formed over time and allowing that to just be the truth we live in versus like expanding our mindset and recognizing that if we are able to get to the point of releasing our past and truly letting go, that there's so much goodness to welcome in and like just taking a step forward and like genuinely just not setting any expectations for real of like the future, but genuinely just knowing that I'm going to let go of my past and release it and welcome in whatever comes my way and just taking it one day at a time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mimi, anything? No, I was gonna say that that like perfectly ties into like grace, um, which I think a lot of people is what, why a lot of people are addicted to suffering as well. Um, And it has, it's grace and reflection. It's like not being able to just sit back and like think about what you did wrong in your toxic patterns and your habits, um, but also forgiving yourself um, 
for those patterns and those habits. I think a lot of people get tied into like, oh my God, like I fucked up so much in the past. Like, how am I ever going to redeem myself within myself? Um, When it really is just taking the time to reflect on how you got there, paying attention to the patterns in your family that led you to that point. Um, Because at the end of the day, we came into this world, like not knowing everything and everything we've learned is because of the world around us. You know, you didn't come into this world being an angry individual or someone who's addicted to something or someone who wants to be in abusive or toxic relationships. It's because that is a world that formed around us as we grew. And like, we somehow like grew into the world while that was happening. Um, and so I think that that's a big thing our generation is missing, being able to give yourself grace and give yourself, be patient with yourself also, like, cause I think we expect growth to happen so fast or we wish that it would, but it's like, it takes years to heal from stuff. Like there are still 40 year olds healing from stuff that happened to them when they were 10, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, so you're never gonna fully be you know, healed, but that's the whole point. You're never going to, like, the point is not being 100% healed and saying, like, I'm a perfect person and I've gone through everything. The point is being able to say, I've been through so much, but because of my mindset and because of the grace that I have given myself, it has given me so much peace. Mm -hmm. Even though tomorrow, like, life can turn completely left. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Hashtag grace, y'all. And I think on top of that grace... It's like, despite where anyone is at right now, like despite how broken you are, also recognizing that you're deserving of love and your decisions don't define you as a person. Um, Yeah, I just think that a lot of times people also just repeat toxic cycles and habits and patterns because one, it's easy, but it's also just like a part of them also feels like they don't deserve better for themselves either. I think that like with the example of like being in a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship or whatever, it's like a lot of people will stay there because they genuinely feel like they don't deserve better. But it's also recognizing that no matter what you've done, no matter what poor decisions you've made, you are still valid of love like you are still valued as a human being and being able to still recognize your value no matter how deep the pit has become um yeah yeah well that's a great way to wrap it up because that ties beautifully to our questions like what's one thing that's greater in you um so we answer two questions at the end of every episode what's or do you know do you watch every week no what's one thing that's <laughs> Called out. What's one thing that's greater than you? Um, and what's one thing that you want to be greater than you that is in the world? Those are such good questions. Um, wait, so the first one, what's something that's greater in me? Yeah. Like, in general? Like, not even... Okay. Um, I think my self-awareness is the one thing that's greater in me. Not only because of what it does for me, but how it allows me to connect with other people. Um, and ref- my reflection, my self-reflection. Um, and I think I have a lot of love to give. 
So I think that's something that's greater in me. What's the second question? What's one thing you want to be greater in you? Something I want to be greater in. Um, after today's conversation, definitely forgiveness. I think there's still a lot of work I have to do there. Um, and I think I just want to be more confident in my abilities, um, in my talents. I think that's definitely like what I'm leaning into for the new year. That's good. Pushing myself out of my comfort zones. Yeah. That's good. Love, love. Want to go next for me? You can go. Uh, I don't know. Uh. Okay, I'll go. Um, one thing, one thing that's greater in me, I would, yeah, I would like to say is love. Um, I just, I don't know. I just hold a lot of space in my heart for people. Um, and I do love that about me, but sometimes it does scare me. Um, but I can't really change it because it's just how I am for real. And then one thing I wish that were greater in me was patience. Um, patience patience for so many different reasons. Patience just in terms of like what we talked about where you have this vision or you have this hunger, you have these passions and desires to like want to see something manifest, whether it's in your life for like goals you have for yourself or even within like relationships, like you wish so much for a situation to change, whether you wish someone would like see their like shortcomings or like whatever the situation is you know I just think that like my patience in that area can be kind of thin sometimes where I just like want people to recognize maybe their potential or I want my life to just like bear fruit of what I've been like sowing seeds in and watering and whatever um but also just like patience for myself um in just the journey of life and grace, I guess, too. That could be greater. Great um, answers. Um, for me, I'm going to say servanthood is one thing that's greater in me. I feel like um, I just serve others way faster than I serve myself, which can be a pro and a con. But um, I, I like it about me. Like, I'm not always looking for, like, what I can get out of other people. Um, I truly, like, enjoy giving to people, whether that be, like, giving love or, like, actually giving them gifts or, like, just giving them my time or just being a giver, like, I, um, serving the community, like, stuff like that. Like, I, I, I enjoy that about myself. Um, one thing I wish was greater in me is probably just, like, I probably said this before, but, like, just boundary setting, like, I've been doing it like the whole like no thing, better at the no thing, but just being more clear with it with myself and staying like, what's the word? Um, like staying vigilant over that, like being clear on what it is and like not letting up on myself. Like saying no once is not always good enough for some people. So like mm -hmm. be able to just like stand on that. Um, Cause much like the forgiveness thing, sometimes a no is not always just a no for that person. It's like a no just for me. Because, like, I, I don't need to be doing that right now. Or I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's something I'm protecting within myself. So, yeah. Um, that about wraps Wait, up. Wait, this is holidays. so random. When you what? said that, 
I learned how to, you know that guy on TikTok who does like the ASL? I learned how to say stand on business. <laughs> it's like you gotta stand on business. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm actually insane. So <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of when you said that. You know wait, wait, that? how do you how do you say it? Stand on business. Business. Period. So what? Stand, stand, stand on business. On business. Is it palm Period. down? Palm down. And then business. On. That's on, yeah. So stand on, stand on business. business. Mm-hmm. You me finna be walking around campus. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> you don't gotta say nothing, just reminder. <laughs> well, we're gonna we need to teach the people that uh, the, the silent language people here to <laughs> be at the events. Because I don't okay. know what you're doing. But yeah, y'all, Merry Christmas and a Happy Merry Christmas. New Year. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. I hope everyone's day is filled with love. I hope your holiday season is filled with love. For those of you like missing a loved one this time for the missing a loved one this go around for the first time. Um, I hope the peace of the, I hope just peace finds you um in the middle of the wheel. Whatever it is, remember them. Do something that they would do around this time. Try to just tap into them, like do something that they like to do. Um, just how we said earlier, it's easier to think about the negative, um, but just try to be grateful in the situation. Be grateful that that person just may not be suffering anymore. Be grateful that you still have other people around you that can comfort you in this time. Um, so yeah, sorry. I just, glory. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just hope everyone is having a peaceful and just a nice holiday season. I hope you have the day off work. I hope your family's doing well. Yeah, guys. Just, have a great time. Um, if we don't see you before the new year, Wait, will it, don't take will it? in your old bad habits into the new year. I can do it. It's not working. Dang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.